I wrote this book because I fell in love with the story. The story concerned a small group of undervalued professional baseball players and executives, many of whom had been rejected as unfit for the big leagues, who had turned themselves into one of the most successful franchises in Major League Baseball. But the idea for the book came well before I had good reason to write it, before I had a story to fall in love with. It began really with an innocent question. How did one of the poorest teams in baseball, the Oakland Athletics, win so many games? For more than a decade, the people who run professional baseball have argued that the game was ceasing to be an athletic competition and becoming a financial one. The gap between rich and poor in baseball was far greater than in any other professional sport and widening rapidly. At the opening of the 2002 season, the richest team, the New York Yankees, had a payroll of $140 million, while the two poorest teams, the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, had payrolls of less than a third of that, about $40 million. A decade before, the highest payroll team, the New York Mets, had spent about $44 million on baseball players, and the lowest payroll team, the Cleveland Indians, a bit more than $8 million. The growing disparities meant that only the rich teams could afford the best players. A poor team could only afford the maimed and the inept, and was almost certain to fail. Or so argued the people who ran baseball. And I was inclined to concede the point. The people with the most money often win. But when you actually looked at what had happened over the past few years, you had to wonder. The bottom of each division was littered with teams the Rangers, the Orioles, the Dodgers, the Mets that had spent huge sums and failed spectacularly. On the other end of the spectrum was Oakland. For the past several years, working with either the lowest or the next to lowest payroll in the game, the Oakland A's had won more regular season games than any other team except the Atlanta Braves. They'd been to the playoffs three years in a row, and in the previous two, taken the richest team in baseball, the Yankees, to within a few outs of elimination. How on earth had they done that? The Yankees, after all, were the most egregious example of financial determinism. The Yankees understood what New York understood, that there was no shame in buying success. And maybe because of their lack of shame, they did what they did better than anyone in the business. As early as 1999, Major League Baseball Commissioner Alan H. Bud Selig had taken to calling the Oakland A's success an aberration. But that was less an explanation than an excuse not to grapple with the question how'd they do it? At the bottom of the Oakland experiment was a willingness to rethink baseball, how it's managed, how it's played, who's best suited to play it, and why. Understanding that he would never have a Yankee sized checkbook, the Oakland A's general manager, Billy Bean, had set about looking for inefficiencies in the game. Looking for, in essence, new baseball knowledge. In what amounted to a systematic scientific investigation of their sport, the Oakland front office had re examined everything. From the market price of foot speed to the inherent difference between the average major league player and the superior AAA one. That's how they found their bargains. Many of the players drafted or acquired by the Oakland A's had been the victims of an unthinking prejudice rooted in baseball's traditions. The Research and Development Department in the Oakland front office liberated them from this prejudice and allowed them to demonstrate their true worth. A baseball team, of all things, was at the center of a story about the possibilities and the limits 
of reason in human affairs. Baseball, of all things, was an example of how an unscientific culture responds, or fails to respond, to the scientific method. As I say, I fell in love with the story. The story is about professional baseball and the people who play it. At its center is a man whose life was turned upside down by professional baseball, and who, miraculously, found a way to return the favor. Billy Bean